0: Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, um, guys. When we you know add a little bit of the extra shows into the week, we can kind of get a little bit off of the normal schedule. You know, you still get your pregame show tomorrow night. You know, as I sit down with Pete Smith, um, I absolutely love the feedback you guys have been getting from the show last night with Eric Metcalf. Uh, for me, it was kind of cool to get to fanboy. Uh, you know, Eric was a guy I admired growing up, uh, just an athlete. On the field, who was just ahead of his time. So I, I, I'm glad you're all enjoying that. If you have not gotten to the Eric Metcalf episode, guys, please do. Uh, you know, he was candid. he was fun, told some great stories, um, kind of made his point that if he were in the modern day NFL right now, it'd be two thousand yard t- total yards from scrimmage every year, year in, year out. He had a lot of fun with it, and you know, I had a lot of fun getting to know him and get to talk to him a little bit. We're gonna get here this evening. Uh, we're gonna do a little, you know, slip in a little draft talk here uh, with from you know, locked on draft, uh, locked on NFL draft. Trevor Sakeem is gonna join us here this evening. So obviously, most of you guys, if you follow locked on and you listen to the shows, you know Trevor. But Trevor wrote a great piece today over at the Draft Network, and I, I, there's a it seems to be an extremely divided community here. And, and Trevor, you know, you know, wrote well on it. The, Trevor, there's a lot of talk in, in, in these guys. It, they get to a certain point, and the risk is so great that they're pulling out of games and it seems a lot of people who are upset about it aren't the ones who should be like head coaches like teammates those aren't the ones about these guys pulling out yeah no it's it's a
1: you know it's a topic and I, yeah i kind of opened the article by saying that this is a this is a trend that has really caught on over the last couple of years and it's only grown i mean we're we're seeing over double digits of guys that have already said they're not going to play in their team's bowl games. And so this is something, you know, it, it seems like just a couple of years ago, I guess because it was a couple of years ago, that, you know, Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey were sitting out and we were thinking, oh, what's going to happen next? You know, there's going to be a snowball effect. But, you know, here's the thing. And, and I wrote the title of the article, I actually said, is that skipping out bowl games isn't selfish. And maybe I worded that selfish, but it's not selfish in the way that people are thinking. It is these athletes looking out for themselves, but it's for all the right reasons. And I I say the second part of that that title is that I say that we should celebrate this kind of stuff because these guys have played thousands and thousands of snaps to get to this point. And when you think about a lot of it, the last three years, four years of their lives, whatever it's been, a lot of things have been out of their control. And for this one minute, they get to control something in their actions, and you got to realize how impactful. Guys, as long as you stay healthy for these next six months, you could make the kind of money that could change your entire family line. Whether it's your kids, your mom, your dad, your brothers and sisters, um, your grandkids—who know—you're you're, going to be making. Depending on where you're getting and depending on how long you play in the end that's what we're talking about here we're talking about them making a business decision months and you know at the end of the day at the end this is what the theme was this is the kids decision to make and regardless of the decision that they make whether they want to play in that last bowl game because you know there have been players who have come out and have said missed my last game with my with my teammates for the and you know what that's awesome. I love that. That's really cool. But you, the other guys who go, hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna sit out this game. I'm going to start. And I'll put my best foot forward to get drafted as high as I can. You know what? That's awesome, too. And the thing is that no matter what it is, this point in their life, this moment in their life should be celebrated regardless of what happens in these bowl
0: games. Yeah, and there's a million examples of the way to go to this. Uh, you know, you look at Emmanuel Sanders. Two days ago in a practice, blows out his Achilles. His season's over. Look, if you're going to play in the bowl game, you're talking 14, 15, 16 practices before you get to this bowl game. Anything can happen in a practice. Uh, you, uh, you know, One false step, a knee goes, an Achilles goes. You break a bone, a lower bone in your body. Now you can't test... Now all you can do is go to the Combine and basically lift. So all your numbers are a mystery. Um, You're only going to be able to interview. And look, there are the other examples. You know, a guy like Dalvin Cook, who took a beating, you know, a lot through the draft period. I mean, a lot of people wanted to beat him up for everything he did. But here was one guy who said, you want to know what? I've been ride or die with these 100 dudes for three years. I'm going to go play this last one. Um, Jabril Peppers was a little injured. You know, he didn't. Uh, Jake Butt played in that same bowl game. What happened to Jake Butt? Blew out his ACL. Poor guy, you know, a year later, blew out the other ACL. This guy may not have any semblance of an NFL career, and it all started because he played in that Orange ball, made a huge reception, made a huge play, and tore up his knee. So, I mean, yeah, I, I want it is so much the player's decision, and I think a lot of the people who say, oh, well, it's not right, it's not this, it's not that, I kind of equate it to, like, you know, when you grow up in a neighborhood, and, you know, for me, my father worked 50, 60 hours a week, and, you know, like your kid down the street had the brand new bike, came from money, never understood any of it. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to argue about that for the rest of your life and just, or just say, look, this is, this is where I came from? And it's the same thing as an athlete. You know, I played college football. I was never the guy who was going to have the decision of, hey, I'm going to pull out of the ball game because I got $10 million on the line. It was like, well, you know, and you, you, as a teammate, you respect that. It's like, dude, it's been great to play with you. We understand, you know, how good you are and, you know, wish you well. And I hope when you come back to town, you know, dinner and drinks is on you. Uh, You know, I mean, so that's the kind of way you look at it. Or I'm going to go coach one day. And when I got a big game, I hope I can bring you on on FaceTime. and you going to help me pump up my players? So, I mean, I I think the people who get outraged about it can't completely even come close to understand it because, they didn't, you know, maybe they didn't even play so they don't understand how much it is for this guy. And the impact, 100%. Not only, they can go back and change their parents' lives. They can go back change their siblings' lives. Change their children's lives. Go back and change the communities they came from. And one false step in an injury in a bowl game is going to wreck all that. Um, God forbid somehow you end up with a neck injury. You're talking, and say you were a top 20 pick. Now you may not get, you're talking 10, 15, 20, 25 million dollars. I think that people, you know, it's, say you won on Saturday night, you won Powerball. Are you going to go do something stupid on Sunday or are you going to wait till Monday so you can show up with your right. ticket? You're going to jump out of a plane with a $25 million lottery ticket in your hand? No, of course you're not. So, I mean, I just don't think people get it. And I think it's a lot more where people are like, oh, look at the young 20-year-old, 21-year-old, thinks she's better than everybody. But anybody in the position of twenty-five million dollars—if it was something dangerous that they were going to do in their lives—are you going to go run across the you know the highway and you know and rush hour traffic? No, no, you're not. You're not stupid because you got better better alternatives. And it just it, it gets so monotonous. And even oh, when well, you're leaving your team in a hole, look—you got fifteen, sixteen practices. If your boy gets hurt Saturday night and you got a Thursday night game on ESPN, you got four days to change your game plan. If your dude tells you on September fourth. I'm not playing. I'm, I'm December fourth. I'm not playing on December twenty-third. You got seventeen days to figure it out. So I mean, it's a cop out. It's just trying to beat a kid up who's you know got something going on for himself. And I just don't think people understand it. And, but look, it ain't stopping. And look, it's going to eventually get to. And look, Josh Rosen last year. I mean, they claimed medical. He wasn't playing in that bowl game anyway. It's going to continue and continue. The biggest one where this domino was going to fall is when we start getting the playoffs and maybe you get a kid from Alabama who's going to have to go look General Nick Saban in the eyes and say, can't do it, coach. It's not going to be right. received well in Alabama, but that'll be it. And that that will be – there won't even be a gate there anymore. It'll have been blown off the hinges.
1: Yeah, that's – so, the, I mean, that's the, – there's, there's two next steps, right? I mean, the first next step is, like you said, right now there's no kid who has sat out of a bowl game, I don't believe. Um, who has been in contention for a national championship. Uh, those guys still play. And they're because they are still playing for a national championship. A lot of these other bowl games, they're just exhibition games, if you will. You know, they're fun. We love them as college football fans, but again, they're not doing a lot of stuff even even just for the university themselves. Even the New York Six New Year Six Bowls, you know, they're just exhibition games. You know, you're of not course. necessarily winning anything. And then the other one is and boy, I thought that we were actually pretty close to this one with Ed Oliver. What happens when a kid wants to sit out the whole year? You know, and I say that, I the guy kind of bring that up at the end of the article. And again, it's just like, a, hey, if this kid thinks that his draft stock isn't going to be affected and he's going to be a top 5 pick no matter what, I don't got a problem with it. Who can, you know, it's it's his it is his decision. It is the athlete's decision to make of what they want to do. And, you know, to, to, to your point when you were talking there about just exactly how much is at stake, you know, NOLA.com did a really good article on Greedy Williams, the cornerback from LSU, who is likely going to be a top 15 pick. And he's not playing in LSU's bowl game. They're playing in New Year's Six Bowl. They're playing in the Fiesta Bowl against UCF, okay? They need Greedy Williams. And yep. Greedy Williams, he's not going to play in this one. And you kind of go, man, what a bummer. Why? And then you read this story about how he goes back to where he's from. I believe it's outside of Baton Rouge or maybe it's just in Baton Rouge. Mission Station or something. Yeah, it's just not a nice place. And his his family describes it as this is a place you you don't get out of. It's a place that when you're born here, you often don't get the opportunity to even lift yourself out of it. And he was at a uh, family get-together a couple of weeks ago right before he announced that he was going to declare... And he was with his family and his family said he just like everybody was around and everybody was having a good time and that was his family and friends and he just broke down crying. He just started crying and they wondered what it was. They weren't sure what it was. And the next day he ends up declaring for the draft and tells them that uh, that he's not gonna play in the bowl game. And this is why. You know, he's got a little daughter, he's got family that lives in a terrible situation that he's trying to get him out. And Jalen Smith is the biggest example for this 100%. from noticing, right? And he is having a really great year for for the Dallas Cowboys, and he has recovered from his injury. And that is so awesome to see. It is such a great redemption story. But there was a lot of question mark around Jalen Smith, including whether or not he would ever play football at the level that we saw him play at at Notre Dame. And he played in the bowl game against Ohio State, and he blew his knee out. And he is the number one example of a guy who was going to go top 15, who got hurt, who then – I mean, he got he he slipped, and the Cowboys picked him, but the Cowboys didn't even need to take him that early. I, like they could have they could have waited another round. I think probably easy because nobody even knew what his injury was going to be. And so these are the examples; these are the things that you have to think about where, where you look at these players. And you know, somebody responded to my article and, and they said, "I don't understand this article because it, th- this is textbook being selfish. They're literally thinking about themselves." And I go, "Okay." You know what, maybe you are, you are right. I guess from a definition standpoint, you are right. It is selfish, but it's selfish for the right reasons. It's selfish for the reasons that are okay, that, like I say, should be praised, that they're thinking of other people, that they're thinking about their careers, the lives they could impact, the communities they could impact, all this kinds of stuff that just goes away. If you play the bowl game, you never know what happens. And so college football, love it to death. Love the competition, the pride that's in it, all the way to the end through all the bowls. But I will never fault a kid for doing what he thinks that he needs to do to, as you say, secure his lottery ticket before he can cash it in.
0: Well, And, that, and, and that's the other thing. And, and, you, know, you look at in you know, Greedy Williams' prime example. He's going to get his mother to a house where when it rains, she hasn't got to go empty her pantry of pots and pans To collect the rain from getting on the freaking floor. I mean, I I just don't think some people understand it from the other aspect of it. And, you know, and and the other thing is, if it is a business for the school, if it's a business for the NCAA, why can't it be a business for the players? And look, they're not getting paid. So the business decision they can say is, I am saving myself. So I am going into the draft 100% healthy. And yep. so, you know, and, and God bless the guys for that. And look, and God bless them for the 16, 17 years of football and work they put in to get themselves to that point. Right. And for right. what, three years in Baton Rouge or three right. years in Tallahassee? No. I mean, they they deserve it. They deserve that opportunity. There's no financial compensation. Their financial compensation is either getting that degree and getting a job or going to the league. And you, you just got to respect it. Guys, this is Trevor Saqueva here from Locked On NFL Draft. Uh, Obviously, guys, here on Locked On Browns. This is a big topic I wanted to get to. And once Trevor's article hit today, I I, I immediately tried to chase him down for it. MyBookie.com, guys. Uh, You ask for betting advice. I will tell you always... Who you bet with is almost as important as who you bet on. That's why I always recommend MyBookie.com. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me, to you listeners. Um, it's a small amount of wagers I do make. I do use MyBookie.com. They have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Currently slammed with prospective new members. Guys, very simple. Register, create a new account after 7 p.m. Eastern, free 25 bucks. As always, they will match your initial deposit, so go ahead and do that. So you get you know $100 down, they give you $100, do it after 7 p.m. Eastern, another $25, $225. That should carry you well through, and if you know what you're doing, that could carry you through to the Super Bowl. Um, enter the promo code LOCKEDON25, capital L, capital O, no spaces, 25. Visit MyBookie online today, Mybookie ecom MyBookie.com. You play, you win, you get paid. One other thing I do want to hit on over here today, Trevor is the Senior Bowl. Um, v- vast changes with Jim Nagy taking over. Obviously, you go with yesterday to the Yahoo live stream of the selection show. Um, but the one big thing I've noticed that Jim Nagy's doing is we didn't come close to having rosters filled at this point in years past. Usually mm-hmm. what we knew to this point was the smaller schools, a couple of Jackson State guys, and the 1AA, and maybe even a Division Two. But what we have now, I mean, and we're pretty, I, I would say, what are we, anywhere from maybe 75% to 80% of names we know, and they've really seemed to trim down on the amount of small school invites that we've seen in the years past.
1: Yeah, no, I, I i think the rosters might even be more more than that, more than the 75, 80. I think we're almost at 90% of the roster. And the guys over this team have been doing for the last couple of months, and they're doing things very different. They're like promoing the show a lot more. Obviously, they have that live show. releasing to who the who the invites and some of the acceptance guys were. Um, they've been on. They've been really active on social media for the last couple of months, showing these seniors around the country of that. Hey, you know this guy's yep. on our radar. This guy could be a Senior Bowl candidate. And so we've known a lot of the potential candidates for a long time. And so that yesterday's show or uh, whenever the live stream was, it, it was good. It was good, I guess, like capping off, headway point to it, of bringing it all together. And so they're doing a fantastic job promoting the event. It grows more and more every year. I swear I see more media people in Mobile, Alabama every single year. And so um, now it's a full-blown spectacle with kind of how they're treating the national media. But you're right, not a lot of small school guys. And I've got to think that it's because they did a lot of that uh, back work to figure out which guys were for sure going to be interested from some of the bigger schools to get as many of the big name guys as they could to this senior bowl for the advantages of not only the coaches, but the show as well. They're brought, they're going to be broadcast in all three days of it. And so, you know, you want the big names there. You want the guys who are going to make the headlines. And last year, I think they were spoiled a little bit by getting guys like Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. They don't have that quarterback, uh, I guess, hype this year. Although they were able to get some of the more notable names – Guys probably won't go as high in the draft, but they are.
0: Well, I mean, no, and so got the they, other Josh they, Allen. This, yeah, this is true. They do have a this back to back Josh Allen years that they. No, have, but I mean, uh, you know, he's been regarded and he's as a top five to fifteen pick. So I mean, that's a nice get for yeah, you know, defensively. Yeah,
1: and uh, another guy. You know, I'm not sure if you were going to ask if, if I'm spoiling a question, but another guy who I really like who's at the Senior Bowl is uh, Penn State's cornerback Amani Ruarie, and he's a guy who's got ideal size. Really nice outside corner, can play in man coverage, can get physical with guys. and He's, again, a potential top 20 pick, depending on how he does at the Senior Bowl, at the Combine, how people regard his tape, all that kinds of stuff. And so it is no shortage of, of I would say, stars, even though they're not maybe not at the quarterback position. There's a lot of good guys in there. Gerald Willis, another one from Miami. And so it's going to be a real in- interesting week, especially seeing how Jim Nagy runs the show with the rest of that new Senior Bowl staff.
0: Well, and I think part of maybe what the angle they're going with here is, look, I mean, you're going to get a lot of NFL presence there. That's just the way it always works. Um, and you're going to get a lot more from teams drafting in the top 10 or so. Um, hey, maybe there won't be so many coming from the Browns this year, guys. And, you know, maybe we won't have to listen to Mary Cabot, you know, drool over a quarterback like she did all, all last year while she was down there and the wrong, quarter, the wrong quarterback. But now you're going to get maybe some more big university presence. Obviously, you know, Nick Saban always pops in, which is not a far trip for him but you want to know what, you know, Jim, Jim Harbaugh comes down, you know, obviously w- uh, Winovich there and Higdon there and pops in for a day or so. But maybe you'll get a Michigan beat writer down there covering their guys, how they're doing through the Senior Bowl. Sure. And anything to just create more buzz for any product. I mean, yep. and this is Jim's first go-round, and obviously, you know, from his standpoint and his team's standpoint, they want to make it the best Senior Bowl that ever existed. Yeah, yeah, and
1: I think they're well, you know, they're, being plenty interactive with the media i know that us he's
0: putting network, he's putting gifts on twitter
1: man for god's I know, sakes i know he's been great i, th- I, th- I think he's been great i mean uh, he's been he's been very talkative to us at the draft network um so just from our own experience been very open and back and forth to his process the guys that he's bringing in the access that we might get all that kinds of stuff and so no you're right they're trying to make this as much of a uh, as much as a, of a spectacle it is as it is a scouting tool because they know that here in America we can never get too much football and so uh, it's I, I'm really looking forward to it I think it's going to be a, lot, a great weekend they're going to be doing some different stuff and some players are going to really be able to show themselves out get the attention that they deserve this year and I think it's going to be fun
0: I mean it's going to be interesting because I mean it, it may put a a, a tougher Spot for the you know the smaller school guys you know look I mean if you go down to... that yes yes if you go down to Tampa St Pete that does not get the same you know coverage it doesn't get the same buzz um, I mean you feel bad for those guys look I mean you're gonna I mean there's only so much work you can do and usually you hope you get a stage like Mobile which you might not get and then look I mean when you go to the tape with these guys it's like oh, all right well that's great yeah you look like the best player on the field. You should be the best player on the field if we're even considering you as you know an NFL draft selection. So it's tough how that's going to work, and maybe you know they'll find a way, you know, to do some common ground here. And the one thing I do wonder is with Jim, as much as he got invested here with these big school guys, is what's going to happen when a couple of guys pull out late, or a couple of guys get down there, go through a couple of practices, look good, and say ah. My agent says he doesn't want me to play Saturday. And this is something Jim, as a first-time guy with this game, is going to have to be ready for. Yeah.
1: No, I, that's, there's always unexpected stuff to the senior bowl. Um, but I think they know that. I mean, I think that he's got a brain trust in there that knows the process and the, uh, the things that can pop up. And, again, I, I think they've got a good process there. I'm excited to see how he does it. But, hey, I got to say, too, you know, the Shrine game, you're right, not nearly as covered as the senior bowl. But they're running the Shrine game from Tropicana Field this year as opposed to the high school stadiums that they normally do. And I've got to think that the reason they're doing that is because at Tropicana Field, where where the Tampa Bay Rays play, they've got broadcast opportunity. Of course. I wonder if the NFL Network's going to start getting involved in that, um, if they're going to start broadcasting some of the practices, going live from that, see what their presence is like there. because. As the senior bowl has grown, so have the other little all-star games around him, and I think you're gonna see a big bump in the shrine game as well when it comes to exposure for these prospects. And
0: and and and, and that is a great thing because look, I mean, as much as people love mobile and there are look, you don't get the media coverage necessarily to St. Pete but you get the draft guys you get the scouts you get the writers they go and obviously the next capital and look the the NFL is always looking for the next way to turn a buck we can monetize the uh, you know the shrine game more okay let's go ahead we will monetize the shrine game more yeah. and you know yep. look, i mean no the NFL will never leave a stone you know they will always find a way to make a dollar on a dollar any chance they can so they will do that Guys, Locked On Browns here with Trevor Sukema from the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Uh, Tre- uh, Trevor and his John, his partner, John Ledger, do a fantastic job over there, guys. Um, if you're not listening, go ahead and get subscribed. Uh, you know, Two draft shows on the NFL Network. I think we're somewhere about between fantasy shows and draft shows and the NFL show. Somewhere between 37 38 shows on the NFL Network. But Trevor and John on Locked On NFL Draft do a great job over there, guys. Before we close here, Trevor, um, look, Cleveland Browns, you know, for years... It's been rough, John. Uh, it's been rough, Trevor. And I've been here since September 20th of 2017. And the miraculous change in one calendar year to where this franchise is now. And look, it, 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 you have the quarterback. You've got weapons for him to use. You've got two running backs who are valuable players. You've got a stud, the actually you've got a stud pass rusher. You've got a solid stud defensive tackle. You've got a solid middle linebacker. You've got a cornerback who can play and shows you everything to be a number one. You found a free safety who you could not find if you were given 30 of them, you would have and only at 29 of them free safeties you would have picked the one who wasn't out of 30 guys. It's a brighter future here now, and I think a lot of it has to do with that guy who ventured his way down to Mobile last year.
1: Yeah, the Browns are definitely on the up. And, you know, let me tell you, I, I think that Baker Mayfield does a lot to do with it. Certainly, certainly, Baker, we've already seen, is, you know, a no-nonsense guy. He wasn't really putting up with, with Hugh Jackson. Uh, he wasn't really putting up with Todd Haley, And I think that, you know, we've seen in this league it, it, that teams and GMs and owners will side with franchise quarterbacks a lot sooner than they'll side with head coaches normally, just because it is harder to find a franchise quarterback. And I think the Baker is a guy that you trust, and the reason why is because you got to look at who he is. Baker just wants to win, man, and that, you know that's got to be you know there's no there's no beating around the bush. There's no politics around it. Baker Mayfield just wants to win. Here's the thing: you're either on his side or you're against him, and you're either working towards that goal or he doesn't have one. Yeah. okay, that's Tom Allen. That's very much a. Yeah. Uh, you know, almost like a, like a, like a young. You get politics involved, which is and who starts and who doesn't and who's in charge and who's not. And Baker Mayfield, man, care. He does not care. He wants to win. Baker has his ways and people will, uh, will always sometimes be, be opposed to, a guy being bullish as he is, but at the end of the day, the kid just wants to win. And I think that that's just a very – I think it was a very needed thing for the Browns' culture to bring in a guy like that, have him as the leader. Uh, his excitement is clearly contagious, how it's going across that young roster. And so you got to hope that they're just going to be able to pair him with the correct head coach whenever they hire a head coach. I don't think that it's going to be Greg Williams. I think you know, their preference would be – to get a much more offensive-minded guy. I don't in think there.
0: Greg Williams wants the job. Greg's like, dude, I'll just stay and coach the D. Find the guy and just tell I, him to leave me alone.
1: Right? Yeah. If he wants, but that's what I'm saying. I think they're gonna they're gonna lean more much towards an offensive mind just to make sure that they can pair it with their young quarterback. And so when they can do that, I'm with you, man. I look at their roster and from top to bottom, they're young but they're talented. And and I think that. The Browns window for winning is really about a year, maybe two years away from just opening. And I think windows in the NFL normally are anywhere from three to five years, depending on how you build the team, depending on the success that you have within it. But I think the Browns are about a year or two from really starting to contend against some of the better teams in the NFL because of that young nucleus that they have. I really love the way that they've drafted the last couple of years and another strong draft here and there, and they might be able to sling them, slingshell sling shot themselves into some some contention here as the other teams around the NFL. We're going to see a lot of old guard quarterbacks retiring here in the next yep. couple of years and so I think Cleveland has a good chance to jump in and say, "Ooh, we're next," you know.
0: And and the biggest thing though is this year they they had money last year but you don't go into free agency at 0-16 and, and expect to get anybody. This year, you sell what you have, and you have the money. And there's some guys like Demarius Randall. I mean, you know, people were asking him on Twitter today, if I get your jersey, are you sticking around? I got no plans on going anywhere else. But I, So I think yeah. you can addra- address, you can actually look at free agency, and you're actually a player now. You you know it's not like all oh, right well if we give you ninety million will you come but meanwhile you're only worth forty this year they can actually be active in free agency so that will help tremendously for them um I you know they have four picks in the first three rounds I mean you know John Dorsey you know seems to be doing a a, a good job draft wise you know every now and then who he would draft a questionable guy but he seems to kind of get out of it whether it's a Tyreek Hill or an Antonio Callaway who's finding his way now but there's there's not as many holes to fill. And it's not the harder holes to fill. Um, You need a D-tackle. Well, that's a great year to be a D-tackle because there's like 100 of them. You know, so there's just not much work to do. Just make sure the guy fits and has what you're going. But it's so much easier to do the work when you start with, I have my elite pass rusher. I have my cornerback one. I've got a running back. I've got my cornerback. All right. It's a lot easier to do your work after that. So, you know, God bless him with that. Um, it's going to be fun, and it's so much of it comes with Baker. And here's the thing, you know, with four games to go, if you can get another win over Cincinnati, and if you can find a way to bump Baltimore off in Week 17, you've taken yourself where you're going into the offseason after 0-16 last year going into the offseason. This year, you're going in going, wow, we're the second best team in the a- the AFC North. We were 4-1-1 in this division last year. If you can do that in one calendar year, take yourself from an absolute joke of a franchise went drafting number drafting 1 overall to you are the second best team in your division, that is a monumental workload and it's an amazing job by them. Yep. Yep, agreed. All right, guys, this has been locked on Browns here. Uh, we got Trevor came on here. We got a little I I wanted to talk about this. I was trying to find a way to squeeze it in here one day, Trevor put out his article today, and that was just it, man. It lit the fuse. So I'm glad that Trevor was able to, bore, uh, you know, come on here today. Uh, Trevor and his buddies over at, at Draft Network guys, they are doing a fantastic job. I don't know if anybody sleeps over there, uh, you know. God bless them if they do. I think a couple <laughs> hours a night. Um, you know, <laughs> how John does it with a, with a young kid at home, God bless him. Maybe God bless his wife is probably what we should say there. But these guys are putting out great work, great content. Uh, check out Trevor with Draft Network, obviously the Locked On NFL Draft podcast that he does with John. They do a fantastic job over there. Uh, follow him Ah uh, Tampa Bay Trey. If you're not, uh, mostly you probably are. Guys, follow the show Locked On Browns. We keep it follow back. It's the best way to get interaction and anything you guys want incorporated to the show. DM me over there. Tweet me over there. Uh, You know, my personal account, it's a big mess at times, so always go with the Locked On Browns one. So follow me personally also as well, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Guys, ratings, reviews, and iTunes, crucial to the show's growth. I I appreciate you all so much for that. We will get you your pregame show tomorrow night with Pete Smith. Um, As we always say when we close on out, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.